Partridge. And uh, before we get to this morning's message, I wanted to give a brief update on our plan to regather. We're excited to be able to get back together and we want to make sure that people understand what, what they can be expecting. Uh, the first thing is there's lots of different perspectives uh, out there on COVID and how to go. And I just ask people to be generous in how they view other people's opinions on the regathering plan, whether people come, whether they don't. Um, let's be generous towards one another in all the different perspectives uh, that are out there. Uh, our plan, though, is that on August 16th, we are having a welcome teams and tech and staff gathering so that we can prepare ourselves here uh, for August 23rd, which will be the first time that the general Forest Grove community can uh, come and, and regather together with us. Uh, on the 16th, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll send out a specific email to our welcome teams and to our tech people, and they will have to register, and uh, those people will be getting more information uh, directly sent to them. On August 23rd, uh, we'll be asking people to register using Church Center, and uh, you, if you don't have Church Center, can't have access to it, uh, you can always call the church office, but uh, we do want people to use our primary means, which is Church Center, uh, to register. Uh, through August, we will continue to uh, have our soul, Summer of Soul Care series uh, by video, and so you can continue to watch these videos right to the end of August, and then we're going to switch to a live stream uh, in September. And so those of you who aren't able to come and gather on the 23rd or on the 30th, there will still be a uh, video put out there uh, for you. Uh, those of you who want to come and gather on the 23rd and the 30th, we will have a service starting, but that one will not be live streamed. Live streaming will start sometime in September, uh, once we have all the kinks worked out of our entry uh, gathering. Live streaming simply means that we're going to be sending live what's happening here to on, on the internet, that you'll be able to watch it. It will also then be recorded, and so if you're not able to watch it, you're not able to be here live in September, then you can also uh, take part in it. Uh, as a recorded video uh, afterwards. For those of you that are coming uh, August 23rd and uh, the 30th uh, and into September, uh, our plan right now is that masks are highly recommended. We do want you to, to uh, bring your own mask. Uh, please don't come expecting coffee to be served or hanging around in the foyer, lingering, talking to people. We just have too many people. We'll be uh, seating you in zones and uh, that'll kind of keep our, our groups to 30 and dismissing you individually. So don't come expecting to see everyone. We do want to provide a warm, welcoming environment. There will be lots of people to, to see and say hi to, but we do want to also respect the, the government's rules on, on how we can gather. You, you may have a bunch of questions about our gathering plan. Uh, what do you do when you come? Uh, Spencer has put together a great video along with Ted Epp uh, explaining and showing you how to re-enter the building and uh, there'll be a link with this uh, included so that you can see that video as well in the coming weeks uh, so that you can have a better idea of, of uh, what it's going to be like to, uh, to re-enter in the building. So we look forward to seeing you again. Uh, Chan and Ashley are going to be uh, providing you with this morning's message uh, on fasting. Blessings to you. Hello, Attridge. It is good to be with you again. I hope you are having a great start to your August, that you had a good August long weekend, and that you're looking forward to the change of the season from summer to fall very soon. My name is Chandra Stiles. I'm one of the youth pastors from our congregation, and I'm up here at Camp Kadish, spending some time doing some work up here and just enjoying creation with my friend, Ashley. 
Yeah, like Chan said, my name is Ashley. Um, I've been attending Grove for the past five years. Right now, I'm a summer student at Camp Kadish, and in the fall, I'll be attending Horizon to study pastoral ministry. We are coming to you guys today to continue on in our sermon series this summer, A Summer of Soul Care, where we've been looking at different spiritual practices that help us um, just do things that help us gain intimacy with Jesus and care for our soul deeply as he cares for us. Um, today we're going to be talking about the spiritual practice of fasting. Ashley, would you pray for us as we learn together? Lord, thank you so much um, for today, God. Thank you for online church, God, and for the fact that um, we still get to um, learn together, God, and be in community, even if it's over a screen, Lord. And I just pray that during this time um, that you would just be speaking through Chan and I as we talk about fasting, God, that you would just be giving us all of the words to say, Lord, and that those words would just stick in everyone's brains, God. Um, we just pray that um, people would have open ears, Lord, that they would learn something new today, God, um, and that you would just um, stir inside them something new, God, um, as they hear. Um, yeah, just what we have to say. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The act of fasting is something that's not always easy to talk about, especially in our North American culture where we often have more than what we need. It's hard to talk about giving stuff up on purpose. And yet when we look in scripture, fasting is something that we see quite often. It's actually talked about in the Bible just as much as the act of baptism. The definition of fasting is the self-denial of normal physical necessities or luxuries in order to become more intentionally attentive to God's voice. Most often in the Bible, this is expressed through abstaining from food or different kinds of food for different periods of time, but it can also be expressed by abstaining from things like entertainment, uh, music, or, or things like using fragrant lotions or oil like makeup or, or perfume. It can be abstaining from things that we tend to indulge in, like maybe something like chocolate or buying new clothing or a social media app, or from everyday things like coffee or lunch or a snack before bedtime. In the Bible, there's lots of examples of different kinds of fasts. There's fasts where you can drink liquid but not eat food. There's partial fasts where you can eat some kinds of foods but not other ones. There's also examples of absolute fasts where Jesus himself fasted from both food and water for 40 days. There's private fasts where you alone uh, fast personally for intimacy with God. There's corporate fasts where groups of people or even nations fasted together. There's also examples of regular or scheduled fasts where they would fast at the same time every year as a way of having a rhythm of fasting in their calendar. The lengths of fast mentioned in the Bible are also really different. It can be a night, like one meal, or a full day, three, seven, 21 days, or the 40 days that I talked about Jesus fasting. Sometimes these fasts, when people enter into these fasts, it's a determined amount of time, or sometimes they fast until they feel that the purpose of their fast has been fulfilled. For us right now in the church calendar, a common time that, that Christians often participate in fasting is right before Easter. We call this Lent. It's the 40 days before Easter where we give something up, maybe food or entertainment, as a way of remembering the sacrifice and the suffering that, that Jesus went through on the cross, but also as a way of removing the distractions in our lives that we have so that we can be more attentive to him and his voice. J.I. Packer says that there's nothing magical about fasting. It's just one way of telling God that your priority at the moment is to be alone with him. 
Like Chan said, fasting has been a part of the Judeo-Christian tradition since its beginning. It's mentioned many times throughout the Bible, and even Jesus himself participated in fasting. And so the question is, why do we still fast, and what exactly are we trying to accomplish by fasting? When we fast, we let go of an appetite, comfort, or convenience in order to seek God's will on matters of deep concern. We fast to clear our minds and our hearts so that we can be open and intentional in seeking God's will, um, that in a way that goes beyond just daily worship and prayer. Um, we fast to have more intimacy with God and to rid ourselves of distractions um, that keep us from spending time with Jesus. Um, we fast to offer God the time and attentiveness that he deserves, but that we might actually be giving to other things in our lives. Um, yeah, we also fast to show us that we oftentimes choose to fill ourselves with things other than God. And fasting helps to remind us what we actually care about and what we actually value. Richard Foster says that more than any other single discipline, fasting reveals the things that control us. In the Bible, there are many different examples of people fasting. They fast for different reasons, and they fast with hopes of a different outcome. But most of the time, these people are entering into a fast because they want to move away from the things on earth that are taking their attention, their mind, their control away from God and move back towards the heart and the character and the will of God and their intimacy with him. There's a few different examples of this in scripture. In 1 Samuel 7, uh, it's seen that fasting is a realignment with God and his character. Samuel says to the people of Israel, if you want to return to the Lord with all your hearts, get rid of your foreign gods and your images of Ashtoreth. He says, get rid of the idols, the things that you're putting in front of who God is, so that you can pay attention to who God really is. And so it says, they went without food all day. They confessed that they had sinned against the Lord. And they came back into right alignment with God. There's also another example of fasting for the purpose of praying for direction and protection. In Ezra 8, there's an example of a group of people that had to travel through a dangerous area. And so they humbled themselves and fasted as a way of asking for help from God, that God would give them a safe journey, protect them and their children and their goods as they traveled. And it says that they fasted and earnestly prayed that God would take care of them until he heard their prayer. It was their way of entering into a practice that would help them align with who God is, but also asking God to display who he is and his character to them in the form of protection and direction for safe passage. In the New Testament, there is an example in the book of Luke of a woman who used fasting as an example of worship. Anna, who was a prophet, was a woman who spent time in the temple day and night. And it says day and night she worshipped through fasting and prayer. She was so aware of who God was, of his character, of his goodness, that she wanted to respond through worship. And her worship was fasting, was the giving up of a physical thing so that she could be fulfilled with the spiritual thing and with the spirit of God. In my own personal experience, fasting has been a way to really tap into God's heart and tune into his will for a specific situation at hand. Um, in times where I have felt distant from God, um, fasting has helped highlight the things that I'm actually putting before or above God in my life. The most important thing that I have learned while fasting is that our heart posture has to be right. Um, in Matthew 6, Jesus talks about not fasting like hypocrites. And I have done fasts where my intentions or my motivations aren't in the right place and I just wanted to appear in a certain way to the people around me. And Fasts like that are counterproductive and not actually honoring to God. And when we fast, our eyes should be fixed solely on Jesus himself. 
Um, the most often fast that I would do is from social media. I have realized that more often than anything else, what distracts me from spending time with Jesus is my cell phone. And when I can intentionally put it away for a certain amount of time, um, it is so refreshing to be able to keep my eyes fixed wholeheartedly on Jesus himself. Um, for me personally, this sometimes looks like um, putting my phone in a different room for a certain amount of hours so that I can spend time in scripture or in prayer. This also could look like deleting an application off my phone entirely for a week or a certain amount of time. And fasting has just ultimately been an amazing way to refocus my attention on God and his will, especially during times of transition and busyness. Fasting has been a really important spiritual discipline in my life and in my connecting with Jesus. I love to participate in the Lenten fast before Easter. And a few years ago, I chose to give up listening to music. Now, for some of you, that might be really easy, but I really love music. It's a way that I connect with my surroundings and with God. Being in silence is something that I enjoy, but sometimes it's something that I don't always want. During this time, I chose to specify my rides in the car in silence for prayer. And so as I drove to work through the heart of the city, I would pray for our city every morning. And as I drove home from work back to my house, I would pray for my family every evening. And this was a way that instead of just turning on music and kind of letting my head go wherever, I was actually able to be intentional about my prayer life during this time. Another fast that I've done in my life that has been really important is something called the Daniel Fast. And it's taking different fasts that are represented in the book of Daniel, and it's participating in them over a 21-day period. Um, there was a time in my life where my husband Kirk and I were thinking about our relationship with Camp Kadesh, the camp where I get to work every summer. And we were wondering if we were continuing on in our call to work at Camp Kadesh every summer, or if that chapter of our life was coming to an end. And so I chose to participate in the Daniel Fast to seek a, an answer from God about whether he wanted us to go back to camp that summer and many summers after, or whether that was a time that we needed to close that part of our life. Through that, those 21 days, I really struggled with hearing the voice of God. And there was times where I was just like, God, just give me an answer. And the answer didn't come. And at the end of the 21 days, I, I still didn't have that answer. But yet I felt a deep intimacy with Jesus I felt that he had led me to places where I needed to realign my character and my desires with his. And I felt a deep sense of trust and peace that the answer would come at the right time. Um, this is a way that I've participated in fasting in my life and some of the fruit that I've seen come of it. As you're hearing these things, if there is something just stirring inside of you or if there's this desire um, to try fasting this week or this summer, um, we would really encourage you that before you fast to take the time to pray and reflect just on what your circumstances, what your situation is. Um, take the time to ask God to highlight certain things in your life that maybe you need to fast from or certain situations that you need clarity or guidance in. Um, and pray that God would just speak to you during the time that you're fasting and that um, your motivations would be pure and your heart posture would be correct. Um, also, just practically think about what your fast could look like. Um, what is God urging you to fast from and what is a realistic time frame in which you can do that? It's also important to be intentional while you're fasting. Um, it is just vital that when you remove something from your life that you actually fill that space and that time with Jesus. So for example, if you're choosing to fast from food during meal times, you could spend the time that you would be eating in scripture.
the end of your fast, spend time debriefing and reflecting. Um, you can spend time debriefing what God has revealed or spoken to you during this time, if there was any consistent themes or how you can actually apply these things to your everyday life. It is also so valuable to debrief with people around you, people that you trust. Um, that could be a friend or a leader or a small group. Um, whatever it is, it is so important to actually take the time to you know, be open about the things that you have heard um, and to ask for accountability and prayer from those people. And fasting at the end of the day is a practice that can look so many different ways for so many different people. And what is beneficial for one person could be totally pointless for another. Um, and so we would really just encourage you guys to really spend time in prayer and in reflection to see what God is urging you into. Um, if you are wanting to try fasting, some different examples or ideas for you guys could be a food fast, which is what most people would think about when they hear fasting. And you could fast from a specific meal, you could fast from a specific type of food, um, or you could fast from food entirely for a certain amount of time. In a food fast, we just really want to remind you guys to be conscious and be wise about your health and safety. And if fasting from food is something that won't be beneficial to you or something that could be detrimental to your health, then we would encourage you guys to find other ways that you can fast in a way where you are still being wise about your health. Another idea for fasting is fasting from entertainment. Um, we so often just choose to go to entertainment to fill ourselves instead of Jesus. Um, and fasting from entertainment could be social media or television or video games, any of those things in your life that you kind of go to for an instant comfort, but that actually are taking you away from God. And when you fast from entertainment, that could mean not going on devices until noon, or it could mean removing certain apps from your phone so that they're not a distraction to you. It could also mean not watching Netflix or other TV for a certain amount of time. Um, another thing that we can fast from is just the different luxuries in our lives, the things that we like to have because they keep us comfortable, but that we don't actually need. Um, some examples of that could be fasting from purchasing clothes. It could be fasting from purchasing coffee. Um, even simple things like you could choose to walk instead of drive so that you can intentionally talk to God during your walks. It could mean choosing to take the stairs instead or choosing to go last for things so that you are practicing patience. There's a lot of different ways that you can engage in fasting. And we hope that as you look towards how you might participate in this, that it wouldn't be checking off a box or a to-do list, but it would actually be the desire to experience the fruit that comes from it. Things like remembering your dependency on God or growing in gratitude for the things that you have that, that you've experienced giving up for this time. Practicing sacrifice and suffering. Becoming more aware of the places that you and your character are not in line with God and his character and his heart and asking God to show you how to get back to those places where you are in alignment with him. It helps us grow in deeper intimacy with Jesus, learning how to hear his voice better and when we become more attentive to God's voice, then we can have the strength to be more obedient to the things that he's asking us. Ultimately, we want ourselves to be in a place where what we're giving up causes us to grow closer to who God is and where he's leading us. If you do fast this week, we would love for you guys to join our Zoom call on Wednesday. And we would really encourage you guys to chat with your friends, um, your leaders, and your small group about your experience and what you learned. Now we're going to worship together through this song, Waymaker. And hopefully as we sing, the spirit does stir within you something that you can um, fast from this week in order to grow closer to Jesus. Thanks so much, Atridge. We love you. We're praying for you. And we'll see you on Wednesday night.
worship you. I worship you. I'm not afraid to die.